0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. you ever why it's happening again?
2: Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Doctor Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. www.yagain.org. And now, your co hosts, the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice.
3: Hi, and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio. Today is Monday, August 29th, 2016. And I'm Tim Hayes. I'm here on behalf of Michael and Jeannie i um, hoping that any minute now, Michael and or Jeannie will join us on the phone. We're here to teach and support people in using an ancient Aramaic tool called forgiveness. And uh, it's my understanding that Michael and Jeannie are traveling today or getting people from the airport for an intensive or, or both. So I will just start out with a little brief, a little brief, with a brief intro what are we doing? Why are, why are we taking the time for five and a half years, five days a week, to be on this internet show? We're here because Michael has had the gift of being introduced to the ancient Aramaic art of forgiveness, which, quite contrary to our culture's teaching about forgiveness, being pardoning somebody who did something horrible... Forgiveness from the ancient Aramaic incorporated the knowledge that we create our internal experience of life all day, every day, by what we choose to focus our conscious awareness upon. And when we focus our awareness on thoughts of happiness, we have the experience of happiness. When we focus our thoughts on feelings, or our thoughts about sadness or loss or what we don't have, we have an experience of sadness or loss. And so if I learn that what I choose to focus my awareness on literally creates my experience of life in that moment, and I learn that when I choose to focus on happy thoughts, when there's a lot of angry or sad energy coming up in me, it's not enough to just refocus my thoughts, what's what's my option? Well, the tool of forgiveness is the option. It's a tool for going inside my mind and body energy system to remove anything that's less than love, anything that's less than those compassionate, joyful, creative thoughts and energies. And the more I do a process like that, the more I remove what doesn't belong in my system, the easier it is for me to tap into and experience the truth of my nature, which is this energy of creation, which is this energy of joy and love. So, the tool for doing that is available on Michael's website at and. If you click on the link that says start here or the red and white bullseye in the middle of the page, it takes you to a page where you can download and read chapter 24 of Michael's book, Why Is This Happening to Me Again? And in that chapter, he explains through a dialogue with a man named Richard what this process is, why we would do it, and how we would do it. Also on that page, you can download and print off as many copies as you want, use it over and over again. The most recent version, the seven-step reality management wake-up sheet or worksheet, and actually just start reading it and filling in the blanks and give yourself an experience of dismantling what's less than love in your system. And that's that's what all of this work is about, ushering myself into an experience that isn't based on words, that isn't based on a belief, that isn't based on following someone else's lead. It's demonstrating to myself what is true in my life and for me by trying it and proving to myself that the truth holds, that it does lead to a different way of experiencing myself in the moment and experiencing those around me. So, the other things that are available on that website are a host of other tools and worksheets. And you can even download Michael's entire book, Why Is This Happening to Me Again? I often invite people to go to Amazon and search for Why Is This Happening to Me Again by Dr. Michael Rice, R Y C E, because even though It's out of print and has been for years now. Every time I've done this in the past, there have been copies of it that are for sale used. And for a few dollars, you can have the book sent to you and have an actual copy of it. So we invite people to go to the website. We invite people to call in at 646-200-4169 because... We really want people to call that number a lot today, tomorrow, and Wednesday because we want to try and wear it out because starting Thursday, there's a whole new call-in number. But we'll get to that announcement later on. For now, our call-in number is 646-200-4169, and if you press 1, it'll put a little hand up. And I will be able to click a button and announce you by area code, as I'm going to do right now for area code 954. And unless I miss my guess, this should be Dr. Michael Rice.
4: Well, you didn't miss your guess at all. And, you know, it's kind of a, a bummer. I have actually bought my book since it went out of print. I've bought my book on Amazon for a penny. You know, like, that's really bad. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you can get it or, uh, inexpensively. Or good because.
3: Or good, because that means more and more people can get access to it.
4: There you go. There you go. That works for me. Anyway, we'll probably be another six to eight months before the uh, the new version of it's out, and it'll be quite, quite different. We, uh, when I originally wrote the book, I purposely made it as secular as possible, and I'll be putting more uh, I'll, I'll – I'll keep – be keeping this one fairly secular, uh, but then we'll do one that has all of the uh, Aramaic references, so so people will be able to follow up and track it. So, and we're having an awesome day in Springfield, Missouri. Thank you for starting the show up. We ended up uh, we're doing food shopping for the intensive. We've got four people to pick up at the airport uh, in about uh, an hour, so. We're on our way back to the hotel to pick up coolers of food and load them in the car. And it's just, uh, you know, starting day for an intensive with the radio show. It all gets to be bedlam, but uh, but it's rolling along nicely. So, anything happening exciting on your end?
3: Well, I was just going to say, you know, what's the what are the bubbling up thoughts in the top of your mind for this? I just did a. I don't know if you were here for the intro, but I just made a reference. No, I didn't. I, didn't the intro. I, I just made a reference to the fact that today, tomorrow, and Wednesday are the last days to use six four six two hundred four one six nine, and we will make an announcement before the show is over about what the new call-in number is going to be starting on Thursday. And then I just said, we're here to teach forgiveness and gave a brief, very brief description of that and pointed people to the website, which is whyagain.org. Fabulous.
4: Well, the uh, the big focus is um, to really recognize, of course, who we are as human beings. There's a new movie coming out uh Jeannie and I, of course, we got to the big city, so we got to do a movie last night, one of our favorite things to do. And uh, it was okay, but they did a preview for, I'm trying to think of the name, Kenwick Ridge or Kenish Ridge, that
3: new movie. Hollywood
4: has actually made a war movie, and I'm excited about this one because this war movie has an actual human being as the star. You know, like somebody who won't pick up guns and kill people, and he's in the military, true story, World War II, conscientious objector, first person, first conscientious objector to get the Medal of Honor, an actual human being at war. And he does what humans do. Instead of killing people, which is what non-humans do, this guy actually functions as a being of love. And, of course, the preview was only a couple of minutes long. I did post it on my Facebook page and uh looks pretty awesome and uh interestingly enough it um was uh directed by uh whose name's gone now the fellow directed the passion gibson mel gibson so it looks like a pretty awesome happening coming out uh i believe in november but uh it'll be a, an interesting example you know the the movie that came to mind when i watched it was the film that we've talked about several times Over the year, last two three years, uh, the um, Amish Grace, where these um, this guy goes in and murders several children in a in a school for no apparent reason, and the response of people who are striving to be human, just uh, and interesting enough, that movie is available on Amazon at five or six dollars. Order it, watch it, watch it a dozen times, and watch how human beings operate. It's uh, it's really powerful as an example, and there are so few examples in our culture of real, true human beings functioning as human beings when the stress is up and the chips are down. You know, lots of people like to talk about it, and, uh, and fortunately, one of the things we're getting to see more and more of in the world is more people coming forward from all kinds of different teachings and circles who, who say, I want to function as a human being, and that's what I'm going to do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome to see how it's... Uh, it's taking, taking hold in the world. And, of course, when we talk about a human being, uh, our definition is nonverbal. Our definition of a human is experiential. You could take all the words in the English language and pile them up, and you wouldn't equate the experience of human life. But if you hold a newborn child, you'll know exactly what human life is. And I love to ask that question to people because when they go back to hold that newborn, and usually it's their own child, it, it just automatically go to a big grin. And then, of course, I ask the question, is the child, when they describe the newborn as love, is the child loving you? Everybody has to say no. No, no, the child is love. Okay, so now we know what human life is. Would you like to function as that 24-7-365 in a world that has taught us that hostility, fear, rage, you know, abuse is a good response when people aren't fulfilling your infantile goals? And so the uh, the challenge is is quite large. It's, say, name it again, Gene. Hacksaw. Hacksaw. It's like a the tool, a hacksaw. Hacksaw Ridge is the name of the film. So another powerful example coming into the world of how humans function. How cool is that? That was a question for you,
3: Tim. <laughs> I had a mouthful of food.
4: Oh, it's, it's good. So my apology. <laughs> I think it's awesome. It's, it's wonderful. I think
3: it's awesome.
4: Well, I and, thought you were uh, going to talk
3: about the, the other film that you've mentioned here before which is um Amish
4: Amish Grace. No, it
3: has it has The Noel in it. Oh, Joyous Noel.
4: Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's uh that's an interesting one because in Joyous Noel, the um the the key in in that one is you you have people who are who have bought the brainwash Who do uh, want to go out there and kill each other And you know all the All the things that rage In childhood causes people to do And how the mind Can bring forward A thousand reasons A thousand rationalizations for why This is a good thing for us to do We should go kill somebody And uh, it's a true story too It's interesting Adolf Hitler was on the battlefield the day this happened It's uh Uh, It was Christmas Eve in 1918 on the battlefields in France. And, uh, you know, these people are killing each other, their bodies laying between, you know, I mean, these guys are just, you know, one side to the other and none of them has any clue why they're shooting the guys on the other side, except they've been told these are bad guys and we need to kill them. So the, the, what they called in the, in the film, no man's land is a space between their, their encampments and, you know, every chance they get, they shoot somebody. And, um, It's Christmas Eve, and there's a a German man who's been forced uh, as a, not exactly a conscientious objector, but someone who's got a little more conscience than the average non-human, and he's an opera singer, and they force him to go to battle. So it's Christmas Eve, and he sings, uh, let's see, what's the song he sings? Silent Night in German. And all of a sudden, the Allies' voices in their languages, English, whatever, start to join him in singing Silent Night. I have to breathe when I think about it. The first time I heard there's a song um, that uh, a Canadian singer, a real baritone Irish voice that... uh, sings the tune anyway I, I accidentally heard it on the radio I had to pull the car over and stop this is so powerful to hear human life expressing so one guy walks out of the battlefield as they're singing Joyous Noel carrying a white flag and soon everybody's out there and they're you know talking to each other like gee this might be a human being maybe this isn't a monster that you know the allies have been painted to be to the Germans and the Germans have been painted to be the allies and And, uh, you know, there are a couple of rounds of this, and they they agree, okay, it's time for us to go back to the the business of war, and they do. But after the second or third round of, uh, you know, they're exchanging stories of home pictures of their wives and children who will probably never see them again. Because of the insanity and... When they separate for the last time, the allies get the message that they've got the location of these German trenches, and so they're going to bomb it. And so the Allied leader comes out with his white flag and says, hey, guys, they're going to bomb you. They know where you are. Come over to our trenches. And they do. So the German soldiers are saved by the allies. And then when the Germans go back, you know, they get the message, okay, there's going to be a retaliatory bombing. Back out bring the allies over, come on over to our trenches, be safe and they're safe. And so they're, they go back to shooting at each other, but they shoot over each other. They won't kill each other anymore. They've discovered they're all human. We're all human. There are no monsters in the world. There are people who are in so much pain that they can't fathom functioning as human beings. And what those people need is healing, not viciousness, not violence, not murder, not revenge, not atonement, not penance. What they need is the active presence of love. So there are more and more examples of a
3: uh, real human
4: life beginning to express in the world, and it's uh, pretty awesome to watch and to comprehend that that's what's happening. I feel blessed to have the brain cells to recognize it. Ah, this is what human life does, and this is a new one where this kid, you know, he's, in the previews they show him, and he's like, well, these other men are going and dying for me, so I have, I can't stay here. I have to go. And then when he's inducted, they go to give him his gun. He says, sir, I can't touch a gun. What do you mean you can't touch a gun, son? You're going to war. These things kill people. That's what they're designed for. We've got to give you one. He's like, I won't take it. I won't touch it. I won't use it. But i work to save the lives of those who do use them and kill each other or shoot each other. So. Pretty powerful. What would a human being look like if he went to war? This is going to give us a really clear, powerful example.
3: So you have sparked some interest, and we have some hands up if you're Great. ready to Let's take say a hello. call. Yay. Area code 707, you're in the air. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome, 707, flying over in that uh, 707.
4: <laughs>
5: right. I'm not in the air, unfortunately. Okay. But Dr. Tim, I am on the air right now. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, gosh. Hey, I know I shared a little bit with you about um, a still point breathing session I did, and I wanted to, you know, share it again today if that was okay.
4: Please, yes, yes, that was awesome. Nice work for Claudia and for you. Your willingness is fabulous. This is Julie from Peru, Nevada, by the way, so everybody remembers her voice and some of the things she shared with us. So yeah, what happened? Last, tell us about your still point session.
5: Well, and I, first, I want to share that the last time I was um, talking with you on the radio, um, you know, I was pretty upset because of my aunts and, and uh, you know going into hospice and everything, and I found myself crying at the drop of a hat, as you've heard me before. With the still point session, um, if, I I can't even put it into words all the way. But it was pretty – wait a minute, I'm going to get off of this because I'm on a speakerphone that's echoing. Two seconds okay. here. uh uh I'll do it. Okay. Well, if you can hear me, okay. But you sound good. You're so, fine. Okay. Um. So anyway, the Still point session, you know, it, it was my first time, and – and I, I let my mind kind of touch on a few things as I was kind of going into the session, into my brain and my thoughts. Um, and then I let it go to where it has been one of my biggest issues, and that was my father passing when I was five, my mother passing when I was a young woman, and then my brother passing a couple of years ago. Those were really big issues for me. And um, I had resentment because somebody up above took my dad away from me. I helped my mother through her last breath and and helped her breathe them and and held her hand. And um, my brother, I was unable to attend because I was ill. Going through the Still Point session, all of a sudden, I was visiting these issues and and uh, tearing up, I guess. And I was told that my breath was shuddering and at times um, during the session, which is exactly what my mother was doing. And, and this person didn't really, Claudia didn't really know this, you know. And um, in the end, when I came kind of back to reality of being, you know, back into, into the now space, so to speak, That's when I recognized what had happened, and all my life, I have taken on my father's heart attack, my mother's uh, breathing, and her so-called TB when I was born, uh, my brother's heart attack, and what do I have? I have emphysema. Okay, there is 45 years of smoking, but I also have a heart issue. All of it came to be, and I realized I took on all their illnesses. And I just completely, mm, I don't know, for lack of better words, kind of fell apart in a good sense and realized this. And ever since then, I have felt whole. I have felt in touch with the essence of love. I look back at my, my parents and my brother with a completely new set of eyes. And this has been, what, four or five days now? Also, the other thing is is I have to check my Pulse Ox, and it's been continuously up 2 to 3% every day. So it hasn't fallen back to where it was normally. I feel better in my health, and I just feel like I'm healing, and I'm so excited about my next point breathing session. Is anybody there? Hello?
3: Yes. Yes, we're here
5: oh okay <laughs> i didn't know if okay <laughs> so anyway um that's kind of what happened um it's exciting and um like i say I'm, i can't wait to do other work through still point re, uh, breathing and i feel like i did about 200 worksheets in a period of time um and that's what i wanted to share so that's um Others will have the benefit, hopefully, of doing it themselves.
3: That's awesome. Well, it's very That's powerful. Awesome. It's very, very powerful. Okay. I don't know how much of that you missed, Michael, but it was a wonderful testimonial.
4: Yeah, I, I did hear most of it, and I was going to suggest, uh, Julie, that you might just briefly, for people who don't know what you talking about with your blood oxygen, that three-point shift, just what that means, what you've been doing, and, and how that shifted.
5: Well, with relieving um, the energy of of, of taking on my mom's illness and her breathing and all, and my you know all the family's illnesses, and not necessarily needing to have them on my own, I'm usually running down low. Uh, You want me to give numbers, like Michael? Um, No, because of my
4: basic meaning of it.
5: It means that I'm getting healthier. (laughs)
4: <laughs> but basically, you've been working for a long time to get your blood oxygen level up, and it's been right. a long, hard road, as I understand it. And here you go, post-still point session, you have a significant three-point <laughs> increase just like that, like nothing.
5: Yes, yes. And that was consistent from the time after the still point breathing.
4: Awesome. And the thing the thing that I'm – i'm I mean, I'm it's not puffing and puffing as much. Right, go ahead, yes. lung healing. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, for me, one of the most significant pieces in what you've shared, aside from you know the the personal experience of it, is to recognize the the trauma when we think about, it. and we've talked about this on the show before, but it's such a significant point that you bring home that uh, there was a time when. And what the world teaches is, if we're in drama and trauma over someone passing, it means we really have a lot of love for them and, oh, that's, you know, they so significant. The truth is, if someone passes and we have a lot of drama and trauma, all it means is we have a lot of unresolved drama and trauma around that person. And it's time for us mm-hmm. to get over it. Wow,
5: well, 57 years later, here I am getting over it. And yeah, um, yeah. I can't thank the work enough for it. The other thing is I've noticed is my anxiety levels have dropped a little bit, and so that's another really great thing. Um, so I just I look forward to every day now. I'm still doing my work, um, and I just look forward to the consistency that's come about because of uh, the still point breathing.
4: Yay! Well, and and it's it's actually not the still point breathing alone. It's the work you've been doing, and then what happens is the breath comes through and takes it to the next level through the physiology. So people who've done a lot of work over the years and never really learned to breathe around the energy that's been locked up, just monumental shifts and you've been doing quite a bit of work. So you're getting those kinds of shifts. And what happens is in my experience over the years in developing still point breathing is that what I observe is people go through and accumulate trauma, 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 and whatever's resonating in the field that they're ready to burn off or quite literally in this case, blow off, they're able to do just by doing still point. It's just like, it's like taking a, a sponge bath into the soul and just cleaning the trauma out of the field and uh, coming out the other side free of it. And then, of course, life will come along and give you the next layer that needs to be cleared out. You do that next piece of work, and you breathe through it. And, you know, that's the process of the work. Yeah,
5: so awesome. and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. I, I keep you posted how I'm doing. So um, thank you, everybody, for your support through my, you know, rough times, and you've all heard it. And um, just to throw it out there, Having a lot of fun with my aunt, even though she's been ill and is unfortunately um, fading quickly. And but we've had some wonderful conversations, and we have laughter and joy around her. So <clears throat> I found myself—hold on, <clears throat> a frog in my throat. I found myself doing worksheets on the positive things of her, and and so it's just been really healing over that last phone call when I was, you know, first in shock with the the situation. So she, um, uh, we kind of giggle at her, her little hamster wheel with her memory and, and um, we love her when uh, 24 seven, no matter what, but it's been a a good uh, learning process too. And to just embrace her with the active presence of love, even though I'm nine hours away from her eight hours has been um, extremely joyful and, and I'll say rewarding because I'm learning a lot. So um, that is kind of still a little bit of what came out of that still point as well.
4: Uh, isn't, it, isn't it awesome when someone's in <laughs> suffering and you can bring the active presence of love to them rather than suffering? I mean, and, and when somebody cleans up their suffering, there is no reason in the world ever to suffer. The only reason in the world anybody ever suffers over anything is because there's suffering in them. That's actually the title of my next book is The End of Suffering, Resurrecting the Original Aramaic Yeshua the Christ. The only reason to suffer is there are energies locked in this that don't belong there, and when I bring a mind of love rather than a mind of suffering, everything shifts. So, awesome work. Congratulations. Well, you know, in class one time
5: uh, support group, I had made the comment that I didn't know if I knew love. I had shut down so much many years ago, um, you know, dealing with my mother's illness, which was a nine-year illness. And um, all of a sudden now I'm starting to understand and feel this again. And it's just uh, absolutely joyful. I I, I can't even begin to say um, how enlightening it's been. And um, I'm just kind of riding the wave and and, uh, putting it out there. So um, and taking it in too. So, thank you for everything.
4: Fabulous. Thank you for doing your work. It's a, it's a major contribution to all the world.
5: Yes, and it looks like I'm going to be going into Northern California this next week. Just so you know, um, I'm oh, going to go. Okay. We I heard space that. for you
4: <laughs> and for your aunt As you make that visit And uh, if and as she transitions That uh, she just Has all the loving support she needs To get to the next level of her journey
5: I'm sure She will have that and uh, So thank you very much And Dr. Tim thank you Have a great day everybody I'm going to sign myself off
3: You're uh, very yes, welcome
5: Blessings.
3: Bye. All right. Goodbye. So, there's quite a bit of background noise on your end, Michael. I'm sure you're aware of that. And I'm muting. We have two more. <clears throat> and we have two more people with their hands up. So, area code eight zero eight. Is this Roma? You're in the air.
1: Hi. Uh, yes. Good morning.
3: So um, we
4: graduate from a seven zero seven to an eight zero eight. All right. Oh, really? That's interesting.
1: <laughs> Oh gosh! Yeah, hi everybody. Um, well, hello. Yeah, Michael, there's quite a firestorm on your Facebook page as as far as your your post on on marijuana is concerned.
4: Oh, good. Um, yes, uh, one of the other insanities. Let's keep those kids drugged, man. That's.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a debate going on. In your, in your oh, I comments. bet there is.
4: And, the, uh, you know, yeah. the, the people who are making millions off of pot are clearly on one side of the debate. And the the post that uh, she's referring to, if you haven't uh,
3: been on my Facebook
4: page, is that uh, a health site actually wrote a post which I expressed um, great, um, what should I say, a fairly strong disagreement with where they posted that, um, you know, pot is much less dangerous than sugar and alcohol. And I forget what the other thing was, but there were three things. And I posted it with a statement that their, their article and, and the conclusion was seeing as how it's less dangerous than those things, we should make it legal. And, uh, and so my response was, well, here's an analogy folks. You can stab yourself with a 14-inch knife, a 12-inch knife, an 8-inch knife, or a 10-inch knife. Yes, pot may be less damaging than those other things. So making it legal is like saying to kids, okay, kids, here's an 8-inch knife. Go stab yourself with it. Don't use the 10, 12, or 14, but the 8-inch is okay. (laughs) It's just, you know the whole discussion is ludicrous but and and that doesn't mean that in in like we've said many times with drugs in the right hands for crisis management there are some phenomenal phenomenal benefits I mean there are, are kids who are living normal lives that uh, with brain injuries and and brain uh, damage um, uh, firestorms of of electrical activity in the brain that leads to seizures that are gathering huge benefit from pot, no question about it. But sucking it into one's lungs or swallowing brownies or or candies with it uh, every day is not the same thing. And uh, so there's there's no denial of that. There's actually a very good uh, piece that – Sanjay Gupta, I think he's one of the big networks, CNN or whichever one it is, I'm not sure, but he did a very good piece on that. Look it up on for kids, especially with, um, with brain disorders. And, yeah, it, it really impacts the brain and takes care of some of those things, those firestorms of electrical activity in the brain. But when there's not a firestorm of electro, electrical activity in the brain and you have a normal brain operating and you start – Knocking out its electrical function and damaging the source of its electrical function, you've got somebody that's in trouble. And because of the half-life of pot, the uh, the damage that's done makes it, in my my estimation, one of the most, if not the most, brain damaging drug on the planet. So good. I'm glad there's a firestorm. I haven't had a chance to look at it. We've been busy through <laughs> Europe this morning. So yeah. that's awesome. I'm delighted. Yeah. That's good. Uh-huh. People are thinking anyway.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that that the you know they've they have made legal um, distributors here in in, in yeah. Hawaii, and that the man that was hoping to become a distributor and that did become one was also the man who used to be flying the helicopters to arrest and confiscate the pot. So yes, you know, pointing the finger in the direction of the money of course is true. You know, you can he was tell. setting I mean, himself
4: up in inventory.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh okay, well I don't really have much to say today. It's uh life is happening and I'm becoming more and more alive and um final resolution on uh I don't know, Michael, do you remember I was at Heartland And had a memory of Of being a, a Female baby born in China Left at the side of the road You probably don't remember that
4: I do remember that,
1: yes I, you know, I, I was I, It was coming to me And I remember I was the only You know, the session was over But I was still lying there uh, Right On the floor And, uh Well, it's finally been healed completely mm-hmm. And, uh Along with it, uh, the abandonment issues are gone, and uh, my sense of myself as a newborn baby is pure and perfect. Um, I was in a woman's group on Friday morning with a fantastic group of people, and you know, you know how a newborn baby, the eyes just are, they're just totally there. I felt that energy, that newborn baby energy coming out of my eyes. Uh, uh, She asked us as we finished the session to pray. And my prayer ended up being uh, direct communication with God regarding that. And boy, they did present that that soul. So a lot of healing takes place. I just feel like it's uh, uh, un. it's a constant flow of love and peace. They they go hand in hand, it seems, these two.
4: Absolutely. That's just it. Just
1: love and peace, yeah. I'm and what very a great touched. thing
4: to bring to the world instead of drama and trauma.
1: Yeah, right. Love and peace instead of drama and trauma. Like which is that. just <laughs> what,
4: I mean, that's just what uh, Julie just shared with us, that she had a whole lot of trauma around her aunt. And, and as she processed through, her father mm-hmm. says, which happened when she was five. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but carrying that all these years and bringing that to every party, to every relationship, to every interaction, makes for uh, the craziness we see in the world. And when each yeah. of us takes responsibility for it, cleans up our craziness, the game changes. So that's what right. we're here to do: is to get a game change. Yeah. By the way, I, I don't. Do you go to uh, Unity in, in uh, Maui by, by any chance?
1: No, I haven't been there uh, in a few years. What, why? Oh,
4: well, it looks like we might. I'm not 100% sure at this mm-hmm. moment. We're looking into it. Uh, be heading to uh, to Maui oh. uh, for Christmas and New Year's. We have uh, yeah. Magda, who everybody's heard on the show, and she has two weeks of timeshare over there and has invited us to, uh, to make use of them. Oh. And so we're looking to see. We just found this out yesterday. Uh-huh. And so if that all falls in place, then we're going to come and uh, hang out in Lahaina for two weeks and then see if we can uh, set up and maybe the next week, first week in January, do, uh, do Maui and then maybe go to Oahu to uh, amortize the uh, the high-level costs of getting back and forth to Hawaii. So yeah. so anyway, maybe put it out there if there are any groups you know of that might be interested. Then uh, Well, well be there's
1: the place called the to- Temple of Peace as well. There's the Unity of Maui and the Temple of Peace. Um, Both of those organizations would be amenable and uh, appreciative of the work that you do. Um, I'll start to speak
4: it up, and we'll see what unfolds. We'll keep in
1: touch. with I, I just haven't been hanging out in churches um, of late. uh, Okay, cool. Yeah, sorry. Awesome. Okay, well, well, talk um, it
4: up, and let's see what uh, what develops.
1: Okay, very good We'll see what happens And I'll try to Okay, yeah Okay,
4: blessings, take care Aloha Mm -hmm. Rockwood
3: All right, Dr. Tim (laughs) All right, we have area code 905 You're in the air
4: 905 sounds like Hamilton, Ontario, Canada I wonder if that's my niece Michelle Are you there, Michelle? It is Yes Hey there, young lady. Welcome.
0: Welcome. Well, you know what? Tell me. I just heard the great news. Since I'm your little knee high to a grasshopper, I'll fit into your suitcase to go to Maui. Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I can just jump over and land in your suitcase and get there.
4: Sure. (laughs) We could take one of those little Hawaiian gremlins. Yes (laughs) (laughs) Yes Mini
1: hoonies
4: Mini That's it Mini hoonies
0: yes. <laughs> um, I was calling To say I had a Unusual experience Yesterday Dave and I Went to Southampton For two nights For our anniversary We had a great weekend Just awesome and we were just wrapping up in um, a store where I had bought some things, and all of a sudden my right hand started to shake. And Dave was just behind me a wee bit and kind of swung around and just held me, and he said, it's okay, it's okay. And I haven't had anything like that for so long. And then last night I had trouble Well, I slept and then I woke up wide awake And I came downstairs And I had some of the Rubis tea And I read for a bit And then I fell asleep But during that time, my dream For some strange reason I went back to the last place I lived with my first husband And the first place I lived with Renee And there was some other people there, and my ex had made this artificial family there, and there was a fire, and I saved their little girl, and right now Renee's with Kim in New York, and then Kim and Renee showed up there. It it was weird how I transported back, but the only thing I can think of with everything, and I... I believe it all centers around happiness. Um, whenever I had seizures, primarily, it was always a trigger. If I was overly happy, I'd have a seizure. Hello?
4: Interesting. Interesting. And
0: um, the one thing that I was thinking of from dream, not knowing why it came up, is... Um, again, whenever I got happy, something happened to cause that to disappear. And um, then again, when I was younger, when I got happy and acting silly, I was sent to the corner. And I have done worksheets on being happy and that power person being sent in the corner. Right. So, you know, I felt and feel like I've dealt with it but obviously I haven't but maybe it's not happy I don't I'm really kind of stuck as to where to go with that well maybe I'm thinking in the wrong place
4: I don't think so Uh, let's just tweak it a little bit my offering would be that remember the symptoms of healing occur when you hit a new level of vitality And one of the ways that that new level of vitality expresses for people is aliveness, happiness, fullness, joy. And so it sounds like when you get to that new level, maybe we could reinterpret what your brain was doing after all the, uh, the assaults that it had. And that is that you're working to process out those energetic dynamics that had been locked in. And when activated, would express wildly as brain activity that they call a seizure. Right. And so my, my take would be that it sounds like what you're doing is now being able to approach that energy with the presence of love and process it out. And that's perfect. That's right on track. And so remember, an energy goes into the system on the way right. back out. It looks exactly the same as it looked on the way in symptomatically. The only difference is, is the energy going in or out? So the symptoms of healing are identical to the symptoms of disease. So all of those times that there was mental, physical, emotional assault right from early childhood that ends up expressing as extraordinary brain activity they call a seizure, you're going to perhaps just gently process yourself back out through those things so that you know, if you think about a, an energy that's locked in a space and it's bouncing around, it bounces, it bounces, it bounces until it finally hits an open spot and bing, it moves. That would be my description of a seizure.
3: Right. And,
4: and because I'm we right. lock those energies down, can't handle them, hold our breath, you know, eat junk, whatever we do. To hold those energies back Then when you start to revitalize yourself Stand in a place of willingness And okay I'm ready to process out All of those old physical Mental and emotional assaults Then your structure is going to start To process them and it sounds like that's exactly What you were doing that would be my take Okay
0: and Dave did say You know what you just did there wasn't a seizure It was different he said I think it was more Body or you just happy, Like it wasn't like normally what I do just an energy this morning, business. since I got up, I have actually I've been doing some breathing,
5: some
0: breathing and coming up, and you know I even wrote out my dream and trying to figure out where this is coming from. And like I said, I was thinking the happy, and then I was I was just puzzled because I thought, well, wow, I've done worksheets where I felt very comfortable that I dealt with those issues and i'm just trying to make sure i'm not overlooking something that i need to
4: go back No, my on. take is my take is you're right on track and you're now your your structure now instead of having a crisis release called a tremor or a uh, a a uh, seizure
5: seizure
4: your body is starting to be able to find different ways to release that energy so it might move through your hand it might move through your face it might move through an arm you know, a muscle okay. in your stomach as your body is able to process that energy that's been locked up for so long.
0: Okay. That's good. Yeah.
4: Sounds like you're right on track, young lady.
0: Yeah, I'm, I, I'm feeling great and doing great, and I'm doing my worksheets. And Fabulous. Yeah, and I actually I met a couple up there, and I was talking to them about work that you do. And uh, they may call in on your radio show or go to your website. They said they already looked at your website. That's am not. Um, the gentleman had been dealing with some mental illness, and then they've got a younger daughter that's got OCD. Right. Uh, so um, they may be calling in, and I said keep good his worksheet, but a lot of the stuff is on the Website, and if you need more help, the radio show can help, help get you started if you need that guidance there.
4: Fabulous. And,
0: uh, but um, I really appreciate your time and uh, help because I was just struggling trying to figure out where I was.
4: Well, you know, there's a, a fabulous principle in The Course in Miracles. It says, when you are healed, you are never healed alone. And when I look at the work, Michelle, that you've been doing, It's monumental. You know, all three of our callers today, the the work that each of you are doing just opens a space on the planet for everybody who has those issues to more easily, more easily, and more easily process through those things. Uh, The early adopters get to do an extra measure of work, but that's okay. To me, it's a privilege for us to be able to do this work to open the the floodgates. You know, you go back to Yeshua 2,000 years ago, he says, I've opened the door wide, and nobody can close it. And everybody that does another piece of work is opening the door a little wider, a little wider, a little wider, makes it a little easier, a little easier, a little easier for the new adopters of the work to go zip 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 and just move through things. So fabulous okay. work. Honored. Well, thank Honored to be you so much team and glad to have you as my niece. You're awesome.
0: Oh, uh, thank you and I am so proud of my uncle Mike and <laughs> I I send you a huge hug and I don't know I if exempt. Julie told you not to squeeze the Charmin or right, asked her to get give that you a book. hug. <laughs> 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 I said that's my sense of humor. But, uh, I am so proud of you, and I love you so dearly.
4: All right. We love you too, sweetie.
0: Okay. Thank you.
4: Okay. Blessings. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And actually, you know, we use the language of the culture. I don't love you at all, Michelle, but I stand as the presence of love and cherish you being in my world in my life for all these years. And, uh, and to see you pick up the work and, and uh, use the tools is, uh, is just a delight for me to make that contribution to your life. And back to our whole family's genes. It's, uh, it's awesome. So, Dr. Chim... Do you have any thoughts for Michelle on
3: uh, what she's been experiencing? Well, I would just echo what you were saying. It, it, I see it quite often that when people do their work, move through the emotional loadings they have on past events, traumas, or interactions, and they move to a new level of vitality, they go through a change that they've been Conditioned to call a setback when, you know, that's just one frame of, that's one lens from which to look at the situation. If you look at it from the perspective of everything is energy and what some would call a healing crisis or a healing process, I think it makes a lot more sense. And I've seen a lot of people have more benefits from looking at it. In terms of the, the vitality meter and clearing out the next level. And we've talked about it a number of times on this radio show that when I continue to do this work, what I experience is the next level of stuff that comes up might be two, three, five, or ten times more intense than anything I've encountered before. And yet, I move through it two, three, five, or ten times faster than anything I've ever processed before because I'm more willing to drop the resistance and allow the energy to move and return my focus to my true nature and let the process unfold in a loving way rather than resisting it and fighting against it. So so that would be my input. We have had over twenty people on the had just one or two in the chat room. And we still have time for a call. We've got uh, five minutes or so. If somebody wants to use, you know, it's, it's it's like the fire sale. We're running out of time to use the number six four six two hundred four one six nine. So, call now while you can still use that number. And raise cool. your hand, and we will. Well, I'm going to we'll invite everybody into.
4: I'm going to invite everybody into a process, if you would. Uh, You know, we've heard uh, several times from Tracy and the challenges that she's been having with a thyroid deterioration that created near blindness, and uh, she's dealing with, uh, actually went in, I think, twice now, and uh, because it's whatever this disorder is going on enlarges the eye, and so they've been going in and doing brain surgery and opening up around the orbit of the eye. and. Doing all kinds of things. So anyway, she's uh, arriving. Actually, we're on our way to the airport now, and she's one of the ladies we'll be picking up. And tonight, uh, probably around 8 o'clock Central Time, so 9 o'clock Eastern Time, we're going to, uh, you know, we'll have done the introductions for everybody at the intensive. And then we're going to go into a process of just... uh, putting hands on and holding a space for Tracy. And so, you know, everybody at home, if you'd uh, maybe send an alarm so that it's around eight o'clock central time, if you feel inclined that she would tap into uh, the energy at Heartland, and we're just going to give her a Heartland Energies app and supporting her in opening her field to the point where she can just shift this whole energy pattern that uh, she's been dealing with and come out the other side ready to rock and roll in her world. So so if everybody would, we'd be appreciative of, uh, of holding that space and bringing forward. Uh, and, of course, uh, one of the beautiful things of participating in something like that is you can't give it away without receiving it. So it's a nice gift to give the world, to give yourself. And... Uh, We're starting tonight with uh, Laws of Living. We'll spend the next 16 days looking at how to come into relationship with the eternal forces from the Creator that are called Laws of Living and have absolutely nothing to do with any man's rules or regulations or any um, guy in the sky who's made rules for us to follow and will be punished if we don't. That's a total fallacy and fantasy created by men. To keep themselves and other men In fear and to justify their fear But rather we live Move and have our being in an energy field Called love when we fall out of Harmony with that energy field called love We've fallen out of harmony With the laws of living and disease And disorder physical mental Emotional relationship financial End up showing up And when we allow ourselves To forgive that is remove from Ourselves the aberrant Energies that never belonged then we start to change the game. And uh, as we said before, we're here to change the game, and we're glad that you're part of it, that you're uh, holding the space. And, you know, the the simple fact of lending your ears to this conversation and building the brain cells for what it is that we're talking about is a monumental contribution. What appears to be just that is a, a major contribution because you're extending the energy of truth Beyond the bounds of the world and each person that does that ends up supporting and creating another level of healing on the planet so as we said earlier when you're healed you are never healed alone and uh, we're here to support that process of healing 2000%
3: well we have just over a minute left somebody just said in my ear uh, area code 207, uh, put their hand up. We'll have to ask them to call back tomorrow and and put your hand up earlier in the show. And in the meantime, please join us the rest of the week and have the best year yet of your eternal life. All right, blessings, everybody.
2: Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and myself, Jeannie Rice, as we present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. We are here every Monday through Friday from 1 to 2 o'clock Eastern Time on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael, myself, or Aramaic forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. That's www.why. A-G-A-I-N dot org.